Welcome to the Merge Boot Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about Yeah. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's me, Joel, here. Um, uh, I am by myself. I don't have a guest. I don't have a co-host. Cody is under the weather this week. We really did try to get something going, but uh, this does seem like it's going to be the only episode we have on the feed this week. Um, I would say, unfortunately, I do. I, I know people count on us to to gab through the episodes as they come out. Um, uh, this episode was rather confusing, so I have been wanting to get our thoughts out there just because I know some listeners rely on our, our, uh, our, our breakdowns to make sense of certain twists. Um, I think in the case of this one, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, I guess it makes sense on what was going on but it doesn't really make sense as to why they did the twist um i guess i i I can i can discuss that Uh, other than to say um uh cody and i will be back in the studio in person next week we here's a story actually of this week this is uh some good context Cody and I were going to go to Erica, the winner of Survivor 41's uh, watch party, um, on Wednesday night. So that was our plan, uh, and then we were going to record it afterwards. Cody came down with something right before. I went to the watch party, and then since I was going to be out and I was was with uh, Mimi, um, we figured we'd record in the morning. Cody was sick blah, blah, blah. And then morning comes, Cody's too sick and, uh, uh, you know, fever dreamish delusional. I don't even think he, he, he watched the episode, but he watched it in a fever dream and could barely remember it. So he, we, we figured maybe we wait a little longer and then our schedules just don't match up. And, uh, this for the rest of the weekend, I'm going to Montreal. It's just, and I, I'm, I'm not going to have time to record with another guest. So we figured I'd just do this and we get it out there. Um, you'll know at least my thoughts going into next week's episode, but, and uh, Cody is going to give his thoughts after next week's episode, maybe about this twist, but I want to put it out there that I would like to get my thoughts out about this twist and then put it all the way behind us and never see it again. Um, uh, yeah, sorry to be frank, but I feel like it seems most people agree with me that this twist was a little strange and it was a strange placement for this twist to split up the cast, the merge tribe and to make half of them immune is what you did last week. It's what you've done at the beginning of the merge for the last three, uh, four seasons, and we've been okay with it. We've been like, okay, fine, at least everyone's voting. We see the dynamic. Here, it was like a crash course in the di- in the tribe dynamics, and and all the stuff they gave us pre-challenge was almost like different than what we saw after the challenge. So it was just hard to quickly make sense of everything, but not to mention there's all this 
control the vote, which is just to steal a vote, except you do it from the uh, from the jury booth or whatever, even though you're not on the jury. Um, it seems to me that the only reason they did this now is because the jury hasn't started and they wanted to have a, a dynamic where people watch the tribal council, but you're still in the game. I thought it was dumb um, and unnecessary, and I would have rather just seen 11 people uh, there and 10 people immune and one person, sorry, 10 people not immune and one person immune. Call me crazy, but I like Survivor, and I like when the game of Survivor is played. Uh, I just feel like uh, this cast is good, and it, but but the production is doing them no favors right now. Um, because, you know, we want to know what's going on with them and not, and not just through the prism of them catching up with new advantages and new this and that and all this running around for a key, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, a little fun. But I also just, I don't know, I would have liked to see them eating peanut butter and jelly a bit more even, you know, I don't know, or... And and the fact that they split them up at different camps, it's just like, it, it takes away from what I like. I love the merge. I love the merge. My, I have a podcast called Merge Boot, you know? It feels like we haven't had a proper merge boot. Maybe they saw the name of our podcast and they were like, okay, well, let's give them not what they want anymore. So I'm just drinking coffee. It is in the, it's, it's the morning. For me, last night I was not able to record. It was meant to be my my night off last night because from now until my album recording, I got shit to do every night. I got shows, podcasts, whatever. So last night was going to be my night off, and it was. I mean, I went to go see them see John Wick Four with my mother, and you're, you're being like, "Well, poor you went. You went to see the greatest movie of all time with your mother." And yeah, you're right. Um. And it was my third time seeing it. Thank you for asking. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I needed to see it with my mom uh, because uh, I had seen all the other ones in the theater with my mom and she was away when it came out. So I needed to see it last night because I was going to be busy for a long time. So that's why I couldn't record last night on my own. And you're glad I didn't record this little thing when I got home at around like midnight to 2 a.m. And I was like sitting on my couch trying to muster up the energy to record this. But that would have been, speaking of a fever dream, that would have been bizarre. Um, I wonder what Cody thinks of this twist. I doubt he'll feel as strongly about it as I do because he rarely does about, especially this season, about my negativity towards some of the twists. But I doubt he'll like it. I doubt he's going to look at this and be like, oh, cool. Um, in theory, I'm okay with them doing some stuff like this every once in a while. But if you're going to do this twist, don't do the one at the merge where they split into two and battle for immunity, uh, tribal immunity within a merge tribe. Can't do that two times in a row. And I hope this is not set a precedent. I hope they're not going to do it for a third week and then a fourth. I just, enough. Okay, so let's talk about this control to vote. Because 
listen, that was fucking half the episode. So that's just what I'm going to talk about. Um, okay, so fucking Heidi gets this control of vote. Here's the, th- the three, the, the 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 five people that she can control the vote of are Brandon, Lauren, Jamie, Matt, and Jam Jam. She is in an alliance with Matt, so she wants to save Matt somehow. She also likes Jam Jam. They are both. I don't think it was mentioned in the show, but they are both from Puerto Rico, which I'm sure they've bonded over. Um, and then from the Orange Tribe, I believe I could be wrong. Is it the Tika Tribe? Shoot me if I'm wrong, because it's Soka Tika. And oh my God, I know every week I'm like I I can't remember the tribe names. What's going on? Well, it's just and I usually remember them. So the Orange Tribe is outnumbering the two people from the purple and the green tribe that, uh, you know, don't really. So, so now we're realizing it's, it's Soka versus Tika or, or orange versus green basically. But before the challenge, we were like, Oh, it's Lauren versus Danny. And it wasn't even that orange versus green because it seemed like Matt, Maddie and sorry, Matt and fucking, Franny, we're going to lead the charge against Danny. And we can get into why I think Franny should have threw that challenge, which I'm, I'm sure a lot of people agree with me, um, threw it to Brandon. Um, there's there's actually more reasons than you may think, or uh, I don't know, I, in my opinion. But I'll circle back to that. Um, so Heidi wants to save Matt. I think that's clear by what she ultimately did, but she does have questions. Do I want to see Matt go? Splits up her and Franny. That's something I don't need to do along the way. And the blood's not on my hands. And there's jam jam. Do we get rid of jam jam? That's the easy thing. Hey, that is the easy thing to be honest. Would be the easy thing for Brandon to do. So Brandon and, and Jamie and, um, Lauren, right? Get her jam jam because they they they're they're not ruffling feathers. But I mean, if he like clear shot at Matt right there, I think they probably made the right choice. But here's the thing with this control the vote. I ultimately think it ends up being useless because either way they play it. I mean, I think she ended up playing it wrong. Um, but here's why. So she wanted to maybe, they maybe throw the spikes at Lauren, right? They tell Brandon, Brandon, you got to vote for Lauren. So then Jam Jam and Matt both vote for Lauren. There's a third vote for Lauren. And again, they can't communicate with Matt and Jam Jam. So they have no idea how they're voting. Matt and Jam Jam. And then Brandon's vote is for Lauren. But Lauren has an extra vote. So Lauren's two votes and fucking Jamie's vote all for Matt. So it's 3-3. Three, three. And then uh, so it's just a tie. And then what? They force them all. It would be funny if they forced them all to go to rocks. Um, and then uh, so that's interesting at least. Throws that into the mix. What I think she should have done. 
it's just uh maybe not i don't know M- maybe that's the way like force a tie and then just see how that works i mean you are just kind of being like okay i'm against lauren now um but uh, Lauren still has her extra vote to herself anyway. But when she, she said, Lauren, you're voting for Jam Jam, it's like, you're alienating Jam Jam. You're alienating Carolyn, who clearly showed us that she has allegiances to him, to Jam Jam. And uh, I think showed them. I think, but I think, again, what I was noticing is that maybe... Sorry, sip my sip of my coffee. Ow. Um, what I was noticing is that much like people have been doing all season, maybe not listening to Carolyn a bit and being like, oh yeah, we're fine. She Carolyn's probably fine if Jam Jam goes right, but <laughs> Carolyn's being like, uh no, I like in conventional telling us a different story, right? It's the underestimating thing. It's it's the story of Carolyn, and I believe it to be. It will be the story of Carolyn, especially if she wins. Um, and wouldn't that be nice? But her getting emotional over Jam Jam was honestly getting me choked up. You know, that's her buddy out there. They don't get along sometimes, but that's her buddy. Um, and uh, and she's you know powerless. She can't do anything. Uh, and and that's what sucks. I mean, if you want to send them both to travel council, send them both to travel council. But why do all this fucking rigmarole? Anyway, poor Heidi, what she does, she she alienates people and then loses a number. And so now it's just going to be her, Franny, and uh, Danny versus everyone. Literally. Because Kane's on the other side. Jam Jam and Carolyn are clearly with them. I cannot see. I think Heidi's enemy number one when they get back to camp. I think Heidi is enemy number one when they get back to camp. Um, so, I guess spoilers for my prediction next week. But that would be be an easy prediction for me. So let's go to the fact that uh, Franny at the challenge won immunity for herself and then had the opportunity to win immunity and peanut butter sandwiches for everyone. And she's the last one standing over Tribe and barely anyone from the other job, but Tribe's drop and she stands there until everyone drops. She should have dropped her earlier. A... Lowers her threat level as this person, as this beast. You, oh, everyone was saying Franny's a beast. Franny's a beast. I can't believe Franny. Blah 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 blah. And hey, here's the thing: watch parties are fun, especially watching challenges. People were clearly rooting for Franny in that challenge. It was like we were watching like uh, a fucking Raptors game, and there was a dunk. Um, <laughs> clearly, I don't watch sports, but you know, it was like everyone went nuts for Franny winning, and that was fun. And uh, and people went nuts for hot because I think that room, that watch party, but but which by the way was very fun. I wanna I wanna reiterate it was fun, despite my frustrations with the episodes. Um. Okay, 
So here's what I think Franny should have dropped earlier intentionally. Lowers her threat level. And if she wants to go one-on-one with Brandon, drop. Make Brandon the threat. Put Brandon out there. I think that is... I mean, obviously, didn't she didn't have a lot of time to think about it, but whatever. She's immune, you know? And they were talking about getting Danny out either way. So that's an easy place for her to get out Danny. She has Kane and she has Carolyn. She can work with those two and blindside Heidi and Danny right there. And then on the other side, you have Matt, who you know when he drops, that's when you drop. Because... She's crying on the, at the, in the jury booth there watching him go away. And it's like, girl, it's, it's not your fault, but you could have saved him. I just, maybe you wanted that peanut butter too badly. Or maybe, I guess we saw the, the, the Danny plane coming together more from Matt's perspective at the beginning. But either way, I, I think I think much has been made about this, but I think a big thing was is is if if Brandon won immunity, but he did not have this big showy moment of being the one who outlasted everyone. Franny outlasting Brandon, people are going to be like, instead of being like, "Whoa, Brandon," they're going to be like, "Whoa, Franny outlasted Brandon, though." See how big Brandon is compared to Franny. You don't want to win challenges like that in such a showy fashion that early on. Time and time again, I'm sorry, especially with women, people are looking for a reason to target them, I guess. I don't know. Like, Noel won that challenge last season. The one that I think we're going to see next episode because we saw Carolyn (laughs) rolling around in the mud, Um, which made me very claustrophobic for that one second of, of next time on. I know I'll come back last season, win that challenge, reward challenge, and then immediately go home afterwards. It's just, I don't know. You win one challenge as a woman, and people are like, threat, Wonder Woman, she's out. Um, Where with a man, they've been talking about it all season. Oh, Brandon's going to win challenges. Oh, well, no, but it's the people that end up beating them that go home nowadays. Um. But yeah, get the threat level on get the put the threat on Brandon, and then you go to tribal council and who, like worst case scenario, I don't know. You're immune at tribal. I don't know. Peanut butter's not that good, is it? I mean, I like you know what. Sometimes if I'm hungry. The thought of some crunchy peanut butter does sound good to me. I like it on a green apple more than bread. I guess I haven't eaten today, so the thought of crunchy peanut butter with some jam on on a nice piece of toast sounds nice enough to me, but I would rather it on a green apple. That's my thing. Sue me. Um, but that is my preferred method of eating peanut butter is on a green apple. And so if it was green apple... And peanut butter, maybe I would also try and beat Brandon. I don't know. You'd have to see me in action. Uh, What else do I want to talk about? I mean, there's not much there. I mean, these twists make it so it's like half the episode is them explaining us to us this new twist. I want this to go to the way of 
Uh, or uh, it's either this goes to the way of the do or die where we never see it again. Or the fire tokens or, or, or the fucking medallion of power or ghost island, what have you. Or we just replace the fucking merge thing where only one tribe gets a fucking feast and that shit. You replace that with whatever this was. Doesn't matter. You want to do twists like this? Good for you, but remember the sanctity of the game. Give us pure survivor as much as possible. Um, Jam Jam is a great character. I was very to see, glad to see him saved. Um, he, I was discussing with Callum last week how self-aware he was over his charm. And this season, this episode sold it for me. I think he is playing very well out there. I think he is putting the charm up in moments when he needs to and is using his overshare nature, his chat, 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 say everything to his advantage. And I think it is a very cool and interesting strategy to just put it all out there, to say exactly what's on his mind, to say everything that's going through, you know, and like when he comes back to camp and, and just like somebody threw my people threw my name out. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm not going to be mad about it. He's I'm on the bottom, blah, blah, blah. Maybe I shouldn't be saying this. I love that. I love that. Throw a fucking grenade out there if you need be, but like, just get it all on the table. You know, no secrets. This is how I feel. This is how I am. It is charming. It is, it, it is disarming. Um, I think it's a really interesting strategy. I, I, I don't think his, I think if people are already talking about him as like a really social and likable person, I don't, I think he goes the way of an Elaine or a Christian Hubicki. Uh, I think that's where he's at right now. But he, um, he's, it is fun to watch. And I, I do think it is, cool strategy and it and it's how he's survived the last two votes i think matt's strategy matt really i really thought he was going home when i saw him at the tribal council being like does anyone have my bag i have this papaya jeff do we have to vote it's just like oh the writing's on the wall for this man um and he had figured out that it was a fake idol anyway but he had his shot in the dark in the friggin bag uh, I guess that's something to clock. The the two fake idols, the one that Carolyn hid and the one that um, Danny hid, they are both ended up being rather inconsequential. Um, but but now we it is how we figured out that Danny has the idol because Maddie remembered Danny trying to coach him through. Finding the key. Um, I don't know. I guess I don't need to get into all this, uh, but the entire episode at large. But mainly, I think Heidi overplayed it. I think Franny underplayed it. Jam Jam's good. I think. Right now, I see Jamie, Lauren, Brandon as a unit that's probably barreling towards 
getting broken up, but I think they'll probably stay together next week because I think that would be the smart thing to do with Kane on their side, unless Kane flips. Oh, I haven't even talked about Carson. I'm not quite sure where Carson is in all of this, but uh, we'll figure that out. I think he is a good uh, person in the middle, and I think that's probably the function that he, Carolyn, and Jam Jam will have next week. But ultimately, I think it's going to be a four versus three, Tika versus Soka with the three people in the middle. Likely Carolyn and Jam Jam leaning towards Brandon's clan because Heidi threw that cheap shot at Jam Jam this week. Um, but anyway, they it seemed like they only had a day between the two tribal councils, the one last week where Josh went home and Matt went this Matt went home this week. So it's a whole lot of new stuff that they're dealing with in a friggin' day. Uh, it's just unfair to them, I think. It's unfair to them as players. It's unfair to them as people who want screen time. Which, from many interactions I've had, not many, but the interactions I've had with Survivor players and hearing interviews with Survivor players... Trying to get screen time is more than we know. <laughs> They're trying to... Survivor players are, are have little tricks um, to get their screen time, which is, you know, cynical, I guess, to think about. But it makes sense to me. They, they're there to be TV characters, and they want to stand out. And some people, it's just effortless... And some people, I don't know, you don't see too much of them. Heidi and Lauren, we saw more from them in this episode than we have all season. And still, it was Maddie's episode. I think Matt, Blankenship, and maybe a a runner-up Franny, pops of the episode. We got to know them a bit more. But also, I'm okay seeing this romance done. I don't need to see it to fruition. I don't need to see them kiss on the island. Because uh, I think I mentioned last week, it was starting to get repetitive. You know, we're romantic, but we're just friends right now. We're trying to keep it under wraps, blah, blah, blah. Same thing every week. Enough. Um, so I was okay to see Matt go. I would rather, I, I was thinking that because of the boot list with all the women going home, I sickly was thinking, oh, Franny's going to take the. This be the sacrificial lamb of this show, Mance, but Franny's a beast and won the challenge, so it was Matt who went home, so I was, I, I'm okay with seeing Matt go home. Mimi, my girlfriend, she was uh, disappointed. I think she had a fucking crush on him. She saw herself with him and uh, wanted to leave me for him. Um, and so get riddance, and I don't want to ever see him again. Just kidding. Um... Yeah, it's uh, I I think I heard I saw in some tweet or interview that uh, Matt and Franny stayed together after the game and they may not still be together. So that's that's neat. Um, good for them. Uh, and uh, if Franny gets voted out soon, they'll have a lot of time on Ponderosa to uh. 
if you get voted out next, they'll have some alone time on Ponderosa because they are on the jury together. Very things could get steamy over there on Ponderosa. Okay, not sure how long that was, but uh, that's probably enough. Oh, I should actually I should get going because I have to leave to Montreal in like fifteen minutes. Okay, bye bye everybody. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. 